In today's conversation, I want to talk about quitting. Things that we should absolutely quit, right? The, oftentimes, the narrative is never quit on your dreams, like never quit, keep striving, keep going. And I'm like, yes, of course, agreed. But then there are things we should quit. There's different habits. There's different mannerisms. There's different, I mean, I'm talking drugs or quitting smoking. Like those are beneficial things to quit. And this question was inspired by actually a client of ours. And they asked, what were some of the habits or some of the things that I quit doing that obviously opened up space so I could replace those things, whether they were habits or whether they were just ways of thinking or ways of being or things that I was doing and replace them with things that helped accelerate success and momentum. And so I, I thought about it. I, do, I oftentimes like do little side off trainings or just share my thoughts and feelings and ideas with clients. And I spend a lot of time thinking about it before I present it. And this, I spent some time thinking about it. And I really came down to six. Now there are like hundreds of things that I've quit that didn't serve me, but I think these were the top six. And I wanted to just share them with you again in this, um, in this conversation. The first thing I quit was living in the past. I lived in the past till I was probably 23. Same friends talking about the past, the good times, the good old days. <sighs> Ignoring or avoiding difficult challenges and obstacles because I was burned or hurt in the past. Even avoiding intimacy in relationships because I was hurt in the past. And Many of us continue to live in the past and when an opportunity comes across our paths in our business or in, in, in some aspect or some, some element, some angle, some doorway and life opens up, we say no to it because we're living in the past. We're waking up in the morning and we're thinking about our situation and everything that got us here and we're thinking about the past instead of the future and what could be, selecting the potential selecting where we want to go, living in the past, hands down. And, and again, I work with many clients and I see that happening. They're living in the past, whether they are a victim to the past, whether it's left a scar and a momentum is slowed to keep them safe, which at times can make sense. Oftentimes that doesn't serve us or whether it's got burned by a decision they made and they're having a really hard time doing it again, getting back up off the canvas because of the past and because of the hurt, the pain that was brought on. Living in the past, to me, when I crossed that off my list and I said, I'm never living in the past again, I'm going to learn from my past, but I'm going to keep everything in a forward, you know, and everything I do is going to help build momentum instead of slow me down. Game changer. Game changer. Number two, trying to please everybody. Hands down, that would, that would probably compete for number one. Trying to please everybody. You're never going to please everybody. Decide what you want. Decide who you want to serve and then just serve those people. Other people won't see it that way. Other people won't agree with you. That's okay. Other people won't like you because you really start putting yourself out there and, and they don't like what you have to say. It's okay. You ain't going to die. And when we do please everyone else, we end up 
not pleasing the most important person in our world, which is you, which is us, which is me. If my cup's half full or, you know, empty because I'm giving it to everyone else and trying to please everyone around me, I will ultimately not please myself. I won't be very happy. I'll end up not really half-ass please those who I should be serving. Don't worry about trying to please everyone. Number three, overthinking everything. My brain runs at 100 miles per second. And I'd consider myself a seasoned thinker. I really like to think. And left to my own devices, I will overthink and overcomplicate the most simplest of things. I actually need a series of checks and people to keep me in check. So I don't overcomplicate things. It's very easy to overcomplicate things. And I'd overthink everything when I realize that I don't need to know the whole everything. I don't need to know every step. I don't need to know exactly what to do. I need to know where am I going? What's the strategy to get there? And what is the first step? That's all I have to figure out. The second step will become clear as I take the first step. That's all I have to figure out. Game changer. Game changer. Four, making excuses. I was very good at making excuses as to why I wasn't where I wanted to be, why the business wasn't where it wanted to be, why this didn't work, that didn't work, why this, that, him, her, he, she, them, those people. Excuse, excuse, excuse. When I took radical, like full ownership, even of the things that weren't my fault, I'm not going to say that everything is your fault, but let's take responsibility for it. Yes, that person may have done that. Yes, that may not have gone to plan because of government or economy or your neighbors or your audience, whatever. Your business partner screwed you over. I hear it. I see it. And let's move forward. Let's take full responsibility for our part in it, even if it's 1%. Game changer for me. This the, the moment, and I, I started doing that fairly early, like maybe 23, 24. I was like, I'm depressed and suicidal and hating my life because of me. Yes, there were some influences and some things that happened, but it's fundamentally, I take responsibility for it. And if I got myself into this mess, I can get myself out of this mess. The power in that. The power in that. That is the greatest gift you can give to someone. Stop holding their hand and let them figure it out. Five, and this is probably very close to number two. It's just the flip side of it, but saying yes to everyone and everything. Thinking every opportunity was for me to say yes to when I realized it wasn't. What's that quote? It's like um, the idea of you can have anything, but you can't have everything. You can have anything you want within reason, but you can't have everything. You know, if I'm, if I'm 60 years old, I won't be an NBA star. Or Lucas probably won't be competing in the Olympics anytime soon. I think I'm 34. I always forget. I'm 34. Yeah. But you can have 
anything. You just can't have everything. When I understood that, I was like, wow, I gotta really start saying no to things. Pretty much 80% of things I started saying no to. I mean, it's the 80-20 rule right there. And then 20% of the opportunity that I knew was for me, that was the next order, like the next sequential logical step in the business or in my life, I would say All yes right, to so that. All right, so as always, I just want to finish off the episode the rest, by saying thank you say for listening. These episodes are 100% so free and they're dedicated to helping you build your coaching business because there are clients out there and finally, six waiting for you is to trying reach to them. They're waiting for you to give everything. them a result. So do and this not is one that I still come up against and never to this day. On your business. Again, these Whether episodes are 100% you know, free. All I ask in return is you give it a thumbs up, you give it a like, you give it a little bit of love in the comments and reviews. Get it, you I'll share it you with one watch or two no. coaches who you know could use help building I'm the support. coaching businesses. That's well, it. Someone else I'm be done. Hero of this Thank one. you for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode. And, and the business was definitely a vehicle for me, especially as we started building a team, that the things that I loved the most and like thought that only I could do, I started building a team around it and giving up control of that probably took about 12 months. It was probably the most painful transition that I have made in my life people are like wow your life must not have been that bad I'm like wait till you're going through it's 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 and I've, I've been told this by my coaches and mentors as they were helping me through it but it's like you've raised a child and now you're giving it to someone else it was that kind of feeling it was a feeling of waking up five times at night you know wondering if the the the, the, the kid or that thing that I loved, that I devoted my life to, was okay. It, it was like the slow pain. It wasn't like a... It was like this just constant tug of giving up control and the pain that came with it. And it was also the most liberating on the other end of that. In fact, I'm just like, if there's a problem, I'm kind of like, you'll figure it out. Let me know how I can support. Because again... You can have anything, but you can't have everything. And when I was trying to do everything and trying to be the hero all of the time, then I was missing the most important work that I had. I wasn't able to get it done. Anything to add? At Lucas Rubix on Facebook, on Instagram, anything to add to this list? I'm sure you have many lessons from your life, but these were some of the most important, pivotal if I had to, if I if I had to, out of hundreds of lessons, give only six. These would have been the top six. I I, I was thinking about doing a seventh, and it was really around money. My relationship with money has been a long struggle um, of how I grew up, of the events that transpired, then of working the rigs, but sort of this weird. The relationship with money thing has been for the last five years. I've been studying it heavily. Because especially as the company started making and I found myself like holding on to a lot of cash, I'm like, oh my God, what do I do with this? And it was almost worse than when I was broke for years because I was like, well, at least broke, you only have one way to go, but now I have all these options and what if I mess it up? What if I screw it up? What if I lose it all? And it was a really interesting journey and I continue to go down that journey. So maybe I'll do a podcast episode shortly on my journey around money and my journey through the ups and downs of that entire topic, which I think would be a lot of fun and I think it would help. So with that said, uh, www.lucasrubix.com. Feel free to check out the website. We've got a ton of resources there to help you, to serve you. We've got a ton of downloads and a ton of resources from niche guides to OCAs, free courses, video courses, a whole bunch of fun stuff. 
So if you want to build your coaching business and you want to do it in a way that's aligned, that feels good, that really doubles down on your strengths instead of trying to market and push out your weaknesses or trying to build out a business around your weaknesses and not your strengths, which I think is madness, which is what most people are doing. If you'd like to wake up and know that, hey, I got leads coming in. Hey, I have opportunities. Hey, I have people booking calls and not live in a constant fear of, I don't know what next month's going to look like, then I highly recommend you check out the website. Again, a ton of resources for you there, www.lucasrubix.com. With that said, hit me up on Instagram or Facebook, at lucasrubix, and let me know if you have anything to add to these six. I'm sure you do, so I'd love to hear from you. Hit me up, and with that said, we'll talk soon.